0: You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching and free products, please visit www.SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. Welcome to Soul Satisfaction for Women Radio. I'm Lisa Page and it's so good to have you on the call here today. Um, I am joined today by a really dear friend and soul sister and esteemed colleague, Jules Wyman, and we'll be exploring the topic, uh, The Fearless Woman, a conversation about magnetic confidence in and out of the bedroom. And I so love that I get to explore this topic with Jules because uh, she is a woman who has lived and researched and teaches and speaks on internationally and coaches people uh, from around the world on not just confidence as we may have heard about it in the new age world and the personal development world but really authentic, genuine, lasting, real, true with a capital T confidence and so I'm really excited to, to share this call with her today. I know that it's something that she's deeply passionate about. So it's going to be a juicy conversation. And I think it might be different to what you've heard about confidence in the past. So that's one of the things I'm really excited about. So before I introduce Jules, I just want to share with you what we're going to be exploring today and how the call will run. So the topic, as I said, is The Fearless Woman, a conversation about magnetic confidence in and out of the bedroom. And what we're going to be exploring is the secret to letting go of the fears and insecurities that might be preventing you from speaking and living your truth. And I'm going to say your ever-changing truth because I do feel that it does evolve and change and grow and expand as you do. We're also going to be exploring how to create boundaries that deepen trust between you and the ones you love, cultivating a genuine and lasting confidence that allows you to live and love in the ways that you most deeply desire as a unique woman and also power practices to uh, help you to let go of comparison, to really ditch that comparison trap and trust yourself once and for all. So here's how today's call will flow. I'll start by sharing logistics so you know how to ask your questions and get the most out of the call. Then we'll uh, I'll introduce you to Jules and we'll dive into the main teachings with both Jules and myself. And then we're going to open the lines for your questions. So firstly, logistics. You've made the commitment to be on this call today. So my invitation is really be here fully by turning off all distractions. Turn off your phone, close the door. If you're on your laptop, uh, then just shut down everything else except for the page that you need to be able to listen into the call. Uh, My other invitation is to have a pen and paper handy for the realizations that come up for you during the call. And at the end of the call, my final invitation is that you make a decision around what is next for you. What is your next step? And and a step is a physical thing. In order to take a step, you need to embody something. So what is your commitment to yourself? Uh, Once you've uh, explored everything on the call, what is your commitment to your next step? What is the action you're going to take to let go of, awaken, embody, whatever it is that you've really realized uh, throughout the duration of the call. So now I want to introduce you to Jules Wyman. Jules is, uh, like I said, a very dear friend of mine and most definitely a soul sister as well as an esteemed colleague and she's a confidence coach and an international speaker with nearly a decade's experience working with clients from around the world and helping them to transform their confidence, their self-esteem, and their worthiness. And it was a time, uh, at a time of um, real significant change for Jules and difficulty in her own life a number of years ago that Jules ventured on a quest, a personal quest, that is now serving uh, people from around the world with what she's learned and discovered along the way. And it was a quest for her own personal clarity and direction and to really understand what genuine lasting confidence really was. And her discoveries have led her to become one of the UK's leading experts on authentic confidence. She's appeared on BBC Radio, BBC Breakfast, television and has been voted uh, Britain's next top female coach. She's deeply and highly respected in her field Um, and she's the author of the five-star reviewed book If We Can, You Can and I highly recommend you check that out Uh, and the creator of The Trust System a powerful online coaching program that helps clients to understand and embody real and lasting confidence so we're really excited today to share how to cultivate genuine and lasting confidence as a woman in today's world in and out of the bedroom and we're going to be Uh, exploring with you powerful and practical teachings and an opportunity to get your questions answered live and in person with both of us. So, first of all, I want to introduce Jules. I'm going to open her line. So welcome, Jules. Good evening, afternoon, morning, (laughs) wherever you are,
1: everybody. (laughs) Morning, Lisa.
0: Good morning. It's so good to have you
1: here, really. It's great to be here, even though it's pitch black outside.
0: Yes. Yeah. So Ron Jules is in the UK, so it's probably cold and dark where she is at the moment. So <laughs> Definitely yeah. dark. I haven't ventured out yet to discover the temperature. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna dive into um some really both practical and powerful teachings I feel about um about confidence. Uh, what I haven't done yet, uh, which is my my myth, was to say for those of you who are new to the call, um, who I am, I'm Lisa Page from Self Satisfaction for Women, and um, like Jules, I've been exploring the deeper truths of life for a very long time, and, and what has been most inspiring for me to explore is the deeper truths of life, love, and intimacy, so for over 20 years now, and, and sharing that through... Um, my work with women and men and couples from around the world over the last fourteen plus years. So, um, you actually, I must say, Jules, let me ask you right now because I actually forgot to write it down. So please excuse that. Your website for for women who want to get to know a little bit more about you. Um, it's Jules Wyman, correct? Is that right? Can you Jules just tell w. us w. what w. it w.
1: is? Yeah, absolutely.
0: www.juleswyman.com Beautiful. Okay, and that's J U L E S W Y M A N dot com. So that's uh-huh. really important for those of you who want to who feel inspired by what we're sharing today. and want to find out more about Jules. So Jules is like the uh, confidence expert, and I would say what is beautiful about our dynamic today is for me what I'm really deeply passionate about is embodiment of embodying the realizations and the the truths that that that. Come up for you, and that's the work that I feel that I do with women, and so I think that we're a really uh, a perfect blend, which I, which is why we're also really good friends. So it's nice. We're going to have a chat, and you can join in. <laughs> so essentially, you never quite know where our conversations are going to go at any. Anyway. No, that's very it's, true. That's right. We'll we'll try no, not to get so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes our conversations last for hours, but we'll stick it to the hour for today. <laughs> so. So Jules, let's start here. So tell me how you define confidence and why you feel it's so important. Like what what do you see happen with clients and we, and with yourself? I mean maybe you've got a story from your own life, but what happens when we don't have that authentic uh empowered confidence? How would you define it and why is it so important? Um isn't that is
1: simply very, very simply um where confidence is concerned how I would sum it up when I have my breakthrough with it because because for me i I had always looked at other people who, who I perceived had confidence and kind of went into the oh, it's not fair, they were born that way, or their parents helped them get it and whatever it may be, and so i I kind of thought it was a, an elusive treasure that I would never access right.
2: um
1: and then. Personally, I hit rock bottom, and and the only way out, really, I suppose, in some respects, was I had to start exploring this stuff. And um, I remember, and I, I think it was from a Tony Bazan mind map book that I first saw this, but I can't guarantee it.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: it was it was phrased up as to what confidence is. So many people want it. A lot of people think it's more of it, but it's not. It A vast amount of people want more of it, and yet in the work that I do, it it doesn't fail to amaze me how many people actually don't know what it really is. Right. And when you take it back to the Latin derivation, it actually means confidere, which means with trust. So if we're talking about confidence or having confidence in something else, we're talking about how much trust we have in that person. But if we're relating it to ourselves, that means that we need to start looking at self-trust. And when I ask people, you know, okay, well, how much do you trust yourself? Mm. I can almost guarantee that the same answer comes back from, I would say, at least 99.9% of people, which is they look at me quizzically and they'll go, well, it depends.
2: Yes. Well,
1: if if it's going to depend on the circumstances, if it's going to depend on which way the wind's blowing then you're depending on the outside circumstances and to look to trust that. You're not looking to trust yourself. And that, to me, is where as the the real journey starts with actually understanding what it is. I think it's important to understand that, and especially I know with one of the aspects that we're looking at is around trusting once and for all. And it's it's not easy because we have that voice, and I know from the conversations that you and I have, Lisa, that there we all we have a voice that goes, yeah, but, and yeah, but what yeah. if... And, Maybe and and it's about I think it is about hearing that voice. It's not about negating that voice, but not letting that voice be in the driver's seat. Yes. Let it be in the back seat. Um so that it can be, you know, you know, say watch out for the other car but it
0: it's
1: in control and you can trust yourself to drive it to
0: the right direction. Do you know what I love about that? It's really funny because even as we're preparing for this, uh, as I was preparing for today's show, um, The word confidence for some reason doesn't uh, resonate really strongly with me and yet Mm -hmm. the word trust, self-trust really does. And when you describe the origins of the word being confidere, which comes from that trust, that really speaks to me. And I I, I totally agree with you. I really do believe that when you have intrinsic self-trust, in this moment, and this moment, and in this moment, that's really where you can't. It's almost like confidence is the outward, exp- the natural embodiment yes. from that self-trust. It's the, it's a yes. natural expression of having that self-trust. Absolutely, and
1: I think mm. that then that you know to, to to link that to the second part of what you were asking, mm. that's why it's important. And I think that. We, the world that we that, that we inhabit, tends to encourage us to look to externals to trust externals. Be that yes. our partner, be that our job, be mm-hmm. that what's in the bank, be that yeah. our physical body, um, mm-hmm. rather than taking that moment to actually trust ourselves and and even more so as women. I'm not negating it for men as well, but I think we've lost that connection of trusting our in inst- trusting what feels right for us, just because it may not match in with what somebody else is wanting. Yeah.
2: And, and totally. so therefore we end up
1: compromising ourselves. And and that, that to me, is where, where why it's so important to look at and to get to the understanding of it. Because, to me, it also then opens up stuff around self-worth, which links in with boundaries, and mm. all of those kinds of things, really. Mm. Yeah, I do it's have to really... Apologize. If you haven't gathered, by the way, I have got a call. <laughs> No, you apologize about sniffing occasionally,
0: no, you're good um no, I totally agree. I think that um when we look at it as an inside job, when we look at it and I think also it's it's i really believe that it's context dependent you know I think that this self trust you know you know one uh, of your clients were saying, oh um, it depends um I think that that self trust can be context dependent you know we can trust ourselves fully you know in our work or as a as a doctor or but but not at all in our relationships or intimate relationships, or maybe we do in our relationship, but not as a parent or do you know what I mean, and I think that it's really, really important to notice. Normally for me, it manifests as a, as a, an anxiety or a tension because I know that I'm saying or doing something that isn't really in alignment with my truth, and therefore yeah. I'm not trusting myself in it. So I can feel like, that. Does that make line. sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it's funny because I, you know, I was only just yesterday I was interviewed um, about um, uh, personal power, and I was talking about it as in with a capital P and um and one of the examples that i gave was i so often hear i'm in the supermarket and i hear a little girl saying oh mummy, i'm hungry how can you possibly be hungry you just ate or "Mummy, i'm cold how can you be cold you've got a jumper on right so from a very early age unless we have you know magnificent parents and all of our parents are doing their best right but you've got people external to you you express what is true for you and instantly you're, que- you're questioned or you have to justify it somehow. Absolutely. Or Do you know what I mean? And so then what happens is a little yeah. girl, like I can see it. I can see her little face, like recognizing and kind of going, oh, I thought I was cold. Maybe I'm not cold, but I think yeah. I am. What do you mean? And, and because we crave... Um, approval and love because these are the people who are going to feed us, clothe us, keep us alive. I really do believe that that reptilian brain kind of kicks in. You know, if we don't get the love and approval as a young child, you know, we we go, oh, I might not survive. So we go, oh, okay, I'll go along with that. And we soon work out what gets us the love and approval that we want and what doesn't. And we very quickly... um, We very, very quickly kind of um, change and create these ways of being in accordance with the external voice, the external opinion, rather than what is really true for us. And, you know, they call it the terrible twos, but I reckon it's when a child is all of a sudden going, oh, it's not just me, I relate to the world. I relate to the world well this is what i want and do you know what i mean and then i, I i've always laughed when people have said terrible truths. i'm like no you go you twos you know like it's well, it's, 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 just exactly, it's that period of
1: time of finding your identity and i think yeah i think uh, uh, up until a certain age obviously we we are relying on those big people around us to keep us mm. safe and yes. to clothe us and feed us and keep us warm etc etc i th- and i think that that I had this described to me in one uh, in a way that 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 really resonated with me, and mm. it was the the person was talking about how the majority of animals on this planet, or they will parent for a certain time, and then it's like, see you later, kids, off you go, get on with it. I've taught you everything you know. Mm. You go go and go and learn, explore. Yeah, but as demons you don't do that. We, yes. we start with this long term commitment of right, okay, so I've got you till you, till you clock it basically. Mm.
2: Mm. Um.
1: And and actually, um, the, those lessons that we learn to when we leave home at whether 14, 16, 18, 21, whatever it may be, yeah, that the they've they've been fine because they're in, they're in that kind of environment of of keep me safe, keep me warm, keep me protected.
2: Yeah. But the moment
1: we leave the house, the moment mm. we we go out on our own, whether that whether that was off to college or uni or mm. to, to moving somewhere else. But that actually, that's when we need to go, okay, well, they were the rules and they were the understandings I had around the world that I was living in. Mm. Let me question all of them as I move forward yes. so, that then, so that then from that place, it's not making yeah. the, what we learn as the truth. You know, I love the fact that you refer to it as ever-changing ever, ever changing truth because yes. I think it is. It's not about negating what we were taught by our parents
2: that's or right.
1: negating what we learn in that environment. It's like, hang on, how, it's... So as a kid, when we're craving that love and approval and that attention, we can't do that. And it's been been proven that we need that as, as, as mm. part of our, our growing yep. up experience. development. Actually, once we leave the house, we, we we really need to get ourselves to that point of actually being able to give ourselves that love and approval yeah. and recognize we are loved and we are approved of exactly as we um, so then we're not craving that then from the external situations that we move in. Yes.
0: Yeah, That's or our, our new partner to... in life, or oh, our friends, or our work colleagues. Yeah.
1: Because then then we trust ourselves so that it's like, okay, well I know I said I was cold and Mum said, well are you sure? Because you've got a jumper on. Yeah. It made me question it, but I, but actually I am cold and I am going to get a jumper and or yeah. I am hot and or I do need something to eat or. Yes. We can start to really trust ourselves a lot more. Yeah. And I think that's what's so important. We we, we just take yeah. what we learn as kids as being gospel. And actually, that was what we mm. created when we were a child mm. with uh, hardly any evidence, with hardly any intelligence.
2: Mm. Um,
1: and yet, we then try and live our adult life by those under seven year old rules. It's like, no, yeah. challenge them. Yeah. Don't make yep. them wrong, but at least yes. question into them for their valid truth. And if there
0: is any valid truth there. Yeah, I totally agree. It's almost like we keep ourselves juvenile. And it's funny because, I mean, as you know, I have a 14-year-old and, you know, we often talk about the world today that he's, you know, moving into every time he goes out with his friends, every time he goes to a party, you know, and and we've made it really clear to him. You know, we, we talk about everything that is out there in terms of, you know, drugs and alcohol and sex and peer pressure and friends and, you know, everything. And, you know, like we've said to him really clearly, all we wish for you is that you can, in the moment, make a decision that is from your truth, that you're honoring what is true for you, that you are standing in a place of power and you make a choice from there and you take responsibility for your choice because you never know what's going to happen on either side of any choice. You make it yeah. from a place that is true for you. And I really believe, you know, if, you know, if we do anything for our kids, that's one of the most important things. And um, So let me ask you then, um, it's funny, you know, when you were defining it, I thought, how do I define it, actually? I, I wondered and <laughs> I think it's, for me, it's a feeling because I'm really kinesthetic. So I think I would say yeah. it's like a a feeling in my body that allows how I really feel and what I really think and what I really believe in that moment and how I really feel moved to act or intend to just freely and spontaneously move through me rather than being filtered through all oh, but what if or, oh, I should or, you know, fear of judgments of others. It's just that that feeling, I think, that, that allows myself. And and like you say, it definitely comes from that place of deep, deep self-trust. So what have you found then, um, what for you is the secret or the ways that you would work with clients or have worked with yourself to let go of these fears and insecurities that prevent us from speaking up and living that ever-changing truth? Hmm.
1: Uh, and and I, and I, I the, it, it was lovely then because the imagery that the, when you were describing your definition of confidence was very much that how, and interestingly when I ask a, a, a room full of, and, and it could be mixed gender, it doesn't have to be just females, mm. people will talk about it being self-belief um, and yeah. trusting in myself and feeling comfortable in myself. And the imagery that I got when you were describing yours then was that, 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 it was coming up literally like like that flow of, of kind of like a kundalini energy i suppose going yeah. up through us and coming out of coming out through the top and just when you asked me that question i was like okay so instead of it just coming out through the top of our head it's actually diverting and coming out of our mouths um, yeah and through our fingers world. and our toes <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah mm. um and 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 i think that I think part of our, our part of the fears and the insecurities that we have, they they're wrapped around that craving of of please approve of me, please love me, yeah. please tell me I'm okay. Yeah. So a big part of where I would work with work, work work with clients is is around getting them to see that they don't need that external approval. Yeah. It, it, if we actually did just need that external approval, mm-hmm. then really and truly we would find. A best friend, a lover, a long-term partner, a sibling, somebody on on mm. on our path that would say to us, "You are the most amazing person I have ever met, and I think you're ace. And I can see your flaws, I can see your vulnerabilities, and I still think you're awesome." Mm. And we'd go, "Brilliant, tick, done," and we'd never need to hear anything. Yeah,
0: anyone. yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> but I can tell you, hand on heart, that. Mm. I may not have fully heard it, but I know that I have had some people in my life that have told me words to that effect. Basically, mm. you are loved. You are also mm. as you are, even if you perceive yourself as not. Yeah. And I didn't listen to that. I didn't believe that.
0: Yeah.
1: So the the, the fears and the insecurities are are about us being able to speak to ourselves and feel it, feel it for us feel the insecurity. You know, yeah. I think a lot of the time we try to cover that up. Um and actually um it, it it's around I've I've got a client at the moment who is who's just for the first time in a number of years started in a relationship and it's very, very new.
2: Mm. And
1: interestingly enough she was saying, you know, I feel really nervous about this and I don't know how to be around them. And I said, Well, what if you actually communicate that? What if you actually yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be a big drama. Yeah. It doesn't have to be victim, woe is me. Neither does it have to be I'm looking for approval.
0: It's yeah.
1: just this is where this I'm is at. This is what's with. true for me. Yeah. Right at this moment, I feel really nervous. I'm mm. loving something. I'm enjoying I'm having great fun. And I'm feeling nervous. And I think that's the other thing that we forget is that we think we only feel one thing at a time. And actually, yeah. <laughs> You know, we're a complete paradoxical mix-up of cocktail of emotions, really.
0: Yeah, and, and those, those change every moment. I mean, as soon as you exactly. say, "I'm afraid," it's already changed. If you're exactly. if you're honest about it, right?
1: And I think the more that we can, the more speak that for ourselves, but and and not. I think and this sounds so easy to say. I, I appreciate it's not e- sure. easy, to it is. To hold on to, will I feel afraid of, or I'm insecure about, and we look, to, yeah. we look to hold on to those things, yeah. and then define ourselves by those things. Yeah. So it's about, I think. Do you know one of the simplest ways of looking at it is by, I think, right, um, by seeing that that nervousness or that anxiety as something mm. that is happening at that moment in time, or something yeah. that I'm doing actually. Yes. Yeah. It is something that I'm experiencing, but it's more. Most of the time, it's a behaviour that I'm doing, and I think the more that we can recognise it that it's a behaviour, it's not who I am. We begin to separate those two things out, and when, when, for me, when I can separate those out, Mm. it's immediately it's like a um, a weight goes because I'm not attached to it. I yes. still may experience those nervous or those, those yeah. that, or that fear, or however yeah. it shows up, maybe joy.
2: Mm. That's
1: not I. It, that is not me. It's not defining who I am. Yeah, I'm still exploring who the hell I am. Yeah, um, so so that's fine. You know, these seems going. Well, I'm not anxiety. I'm not fear. I'm not nervousness. I'm not yeah. sadness. I'm not excitedness. I'm doing those things, mm.
2: and
1: and therefore, if I'm doing those things, then that. Re- that, that they are they are they are like water they they're constantly moving they're constantly yeah. in yes. in that, that that process does that
0: all make sense, yeah, it really does, and you know it's what how I feel it is it's I always say to my uh my clients, the feeling itself it's not the, is not the problem, it's the tension that kind of solidifies it, so the feeling is like water, it just moves through you. But yes. add tension and it isifies, right? And it traps yes, yes. you. If you're tense about the fact that you are feeling fear or feeling vulnerable or whatever, you get you kind of get trapped in it. And then you wrap a whole story around it because your mind's got to somehow make sense of it. But I think just the loving, allowing of how you feel it really is the key. And the other thing that really struck me when you were speaking was how... As soon as you actually, like you're saying, look at it rather than identify with it, it's kind of like you're facing this fear, you're facing this feeling. And to me, it's just an indication of where you're at. It's just an indication of a part of yourself that you are yet to love. Because as soon as you love it, it kind of just drops into place, like it just integrates. I
1: think, absolutely, I think, and I think that's what we're encouraged to do is make it wrong. You're not allowed
0: yeah. to feel
2: nervous.
0: You're not allowed yeah. to
1: feel It's silly to cry. Yeah. Oh, God, don't give him. Yeah, that, that was one of the ones I was brought up with was, you yeah. know, stop crying as I'll give you something to cry about.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and so, therefore, I, I would either, you know, when the tears came, I would do one of One, I'd either be a pool of mess on the floor and couldn't stop, mm. Mm. or I'd literally kind of, like, take a deep breath in. And, and I see this with so many clients. They, they they have a connection. Something happens,
2: yeah. and
1: it, especially when it's even more so when it's a, a nerve that's been hit that these tears. It's like mm. they, they just open the person, mm. and you can see that their their automatic default is to take a deep breath and try and push it down and oh let it out. Because yeah. if it's like trying to hold back a tidal wave, it's going to come yeah. out at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Out exactly. Out in this safe environment, and yeah.
0: and, and otherwise it dams like, up, and that's when it becomes volcanic yeah. or you know a huge damage. But it's, it's huge...
1: interesting, isn't it? Because we're talking about facing facing into this and sitting with mm. it and sitting with the discomfort of it, and really and truly, what I'm hearing us both say is that that we don't do that. We are the ones that are disapproving of ourselves. We yeah. are the ones who are disapproving of that I don't feel great and fluffy and shiny and bright and gorgeous and happy. We're yeah. disapproving of the fact that I feel like pants or I feel, you know, tortured mm. or scared. And we make, make, we are making ourselves wrong. Yeah. And actually, when we can take a step back and actually, as you you phrase it, in, of, of loving, loving being anxious, yeah. You know, when I did the BBC TV thing, um, yeah. I was stood in the studio and I could feel my nerves in my stomach and, and I the whole NLP thing of switching them into butterflies yeah, and buying yeah. information. And I didn't, I sank into them, I was like, isn't this so exciting to feel yeah. this nervous about doing something I've never done before?
0: Yeah. And, and it was
1: a, such a different experience because they yeah. weren't in control of me. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I think especially for women, I think so much even of the personal development world is, you know, has come from men, which is more of an, a, a um, purpose outcome driven, you know, let's just get rid of this feeling and do you know what I mean? Whereas I think yeah, for yeah. women, when when you do allow it fully, there is an innate wisdom within that. And, you know, it's it's, I mean, I love how you said you had this vision when I was speaking before of this kind of kundalini kind of rising through and then being you know embodied in fingers and toes and throat and that's how i really feel it is is that there Mm. is an intuition and informing that rises up and i always talk with my clients about these power centers pussy power personal power heart power voice power right so it rises up and the question is where is it getting trapped where Mm. where are you not allowing power with a capital p to flow freely is it at is it at the um the place where your um your personal power because you feel afraid to stand on your own and and allow that power to flow through and allow yourself to go, "Oh, yeah, I'm feeling it and now my voicing of it is, I feel this. I I desire this. That is a boundary for me. That's not that's not on for me." You know whatever the truth mm. is, that's wanting to be expressed and heard. So so then, and I think let's, yes, that's that's where the
1: um the, the from the boundary side of it and being able to yeah. speak that what what stops us as far as I'm concerned, then yep. that brings back into that need of approval because mm. a lot of us and I'm speaking personally <laughs> yeah, as well as personally is that that we have this fear of rejection. You know, if if I put a boundary in this place then this person won't love me. They won't give mm. me approval. And, 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 you know, as I'm saying that, I, I can hear myself getting it to both to family situations, uh, yep. when I was a step-mom, that situation, as, as as intimate relations as well. And, you know, I know that there's been a number of times in the past where I've set no boundaries whatsoever and mm. then got really annoyed at the other person for not adhering to them. It's like, yeah. how, how does that work? You know, come yeah. on, let's do fair here. Um, And I think it's so important to to recognize, actually, we reject ourselves Mm. by not
0: setting that boundary. Yeah. Boundaries are an interesting thing, isn't it? Because I really feel, I mean, I've had a very, very intimate relationship with the creation and the holding of boundaries in my lifetime, and I really feel them now as There's a line that you draw in the sand and it's not about you're not allowed to step over that line. It's not about making you wrong or right or anything else. It's about, you know what, this is what feels appropriate for me in this moment. And appropriate not in the right or wrong sense, but again in accordance with what I'm being informed, in accordance with that informing that's rising up through my being in this moment. My answer is yes or my answer is no and 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 this is what it looks like. And
2: wow. um,
0: I think that when you do, the reason I wanted to speak to boundaries today as well is um, I know because I journey with it. I mean, I like I, said, I mean, as you know, I have a fourteen-year-old son, so I get even more practice in terms of boundaries in that realm as well. Um, but I know for a fact that when I'm really clear in my boundaries and I say this is the answer. Here's why, and that's what's true for me. When I'm really grounded in that, there's, there's very little argument from a 14-year-old. When yes. I'm not, when I'm a little bit like, oh, maybe it might be okay. Maybe I should, maybe I should even go out, or, or I'm I'm stressed, and therefore I'm not really present to what is, and I'm not voicing that that clarity, that boundary from that place of depth guarantee you i'll get way more grief <laughs> i'll get way more but what yeah. about this and what about that and it's the same with kids you know they say kids and dogs are your best indicator of where you're at because you know when you um when you say to the kid to your child oh look i don't i know you know we're not getting the coca pops today when it's like that guarantee that that's a, that's a red flag i'm in but mommy but, but when you go I get that you want the Cocoa Pops, we're not getting that today, I get that you want that my clarity is this, and when it's really grounded there's, there's, and loving in that, loving yourself for saying it and loving the other person, not making them wrong for wanting what they want,
2: but exactly. just saying I get
0: that you want that and my clarity is this, there's something, I think what happens is you don't engage pain bodies. You, there's an, Absolutely. There's, it's just a clarity. <laughs> Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, totally,
1: and I think it, you know it, it's interesting because you, you've used it a couple of times with regards to the supermarket,
0: and and I yeah. remember walking around a supermarket. I must spend a lot, of I must spend way too much time in the supermarket. But
2: it's, it's, oh dear,
0: uh, that's such an indicator of my life as <laughs> well. <Wow.
1: laughs> I was walking, I was walking around one a few weeks back, and I I ended up. We all end up, I think, kind of being at the same pace as some other people, so you kind of get hear more of a relationship with what's going on. And there was his mum with this little boy, he must have been about five or six and she had a trolley and he kept picking up and you know, as much as we it's been argued about that supermarkets don't put things at kid's height, they do. Oh,
2: they do. Um
1: and he kept picking these things up and was Mummy, 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 I want this, I want this and I heard mm. it the first time and she said she said, No, you've already got and said whatever else he's got. Mm. But he carried on. Yeah. And she didn't engage with him at all, she didn't she didn't talk to him at all, she just snatched the thing off him and threw it in the trolley. Mm. And I was like, Hang oh, a second. really? Yeah, two minutes ago, you were saying no because you've got something else. But yep. because he whined, only for a few moments, and he didn't kick yes. off a massive mantra, yes. all of a sudden, she, she took that and chucked it in the trolley. Now, she did that at least three times around the rest yeah. of the supermarket that I was aware of. And to me, it was and I'm, I'm, you know, I love having examples like that shown shown to me because yeah. that gives me an opportunity to learn. That gives, because to me, I'm like, okay, oh, what am I seeing, and where do I do that?
0: Where exactly? Do I, do that? I, I can I can see it immediately. As soon and as I love it. I
1: love it. What what am I seeing? What's the behavior that I'm seeing? Yeah. My interpretation of that, and therefore, where do I do that? And that's that's my process when I'm when I'm people watching it's What am I seeing? Mm. And how how and where do I do that? Because then yeah. and I don't mean that in a critical way for myself. It's like then no, how can I right. how can I learn? How can I adjust? Mm. How can I develop? Mm. I and mean, it that to me, that moment, that lesson just made me go, There's no clarification. Yeah. There's no boundary. And yes. and don't get me wrong, I do appreciate that there are a lot of parents who are tired and it's their way of just going, Oh, yeah. oh just for peace, just for the you know, as you would say, yeah. for the love of God.
2: it's a very
1: australian saying and i love it um and 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 i get that and we've all done it in various ways and shapes and forms Mm. and i do think it's really important to to where possible put those boundaries in place and and then i relate that back to when i was a step parent and i'm i'm i met my lovely stepsons when they were eight and twelve and neither Mm. of them really had they'd grown up in a wonderfully liberal environment and that was great in the sense that they felt comfortable with adults and they would have yeah. com- conversations and and that was great and yet when they the when the eldest hit teenage years, what I discovered, and it was easier for me to see because I was the outsider to the family
2: mm.
1: is that he he want he actually wanted boundaries to kick against yes
0: yeah, yeah totally. and there weren't any <laughs>
1: yeah. there weren't and, any you know yeah. and he he so he had nothing to push against, and yeah. I became. Consciously or unconsciously the wicked stepmum because I was the one who would start saying no and here's my reasons why No, mm-hmm. and here's my reasons why and I would have those conversations mm. But he has subsequently told me I mean he's now nearly 25 I can't believe that but he is and mm. um, he has subsequently said that helped me because I had yes. something I had something that that gave me shape and form and actually yes. That gave me safe safety and the felt I felt secure because I knew where the edges were I could go yeah. beyond the edges yeah, but I knew where the edges were, and that gave me a, a yes. different level of security. And I think that, to me, that's what I'm hearing you describe when you're talking about boundaries yep. aren't uh, boundaries aren't concrete. They don't have to be set in stone. That's right. But, but and there may be some that you're like, Do you know what? I keep checking in, but this isn't moving. This is where it's staying. Yeah, yeah. Where it's quite like, no, this is my boundary for today. And then you check in yeah. tomorrow, it's like, oh, actually, that's shifted. It's either gone in, you know, towards or away from. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But again yeah. it's it's recognising that they are in this moment I feel really comfortable with X. Um mm. and I know I felt comfortable with it yesterday, but actually today I'm not feeling comfortable with it. Yeah and and so yes. that's
0: and that it's, it's okay meaningful. Yep.
1: That's Absolutely. right.
0: Trusting Absolutely. Trusting that and saying trusting that and having this the the self esteem, the personal power to actually voice that and say, This is what my clarity is today. Yeah. And I think what it I really believe what it does, whether it's with an intimate partner, whether it's with a, a work colleague, whether it's with a child or a family member, it actually deepens trust between you and there is a greater okay, yeah. flow of love and freedom between you because what what constricts the flow of love and freedom, which and and relaxation and openness, which is essentially what we all want in our relationships, is that that constriction, and the constriction comes from tension, and the the tension comes from lack of clarity. I really believe that. I think sometimes we feel the word as clarity as being a very masculine. It's my way or the highway, but that's not what we're talking about. It's about no, this fair. is what's true for me in this moment, and and that yes. I think speaks for women. I mean, you know, we've been talking about that. This applies both in, out of the bed. Out Both out and in the bedroom, I mean, when you're with your intimate partner and you're in relationship, whether you're making love or you're just in life, that capacity to say out loud right now, I feel vulnerable right now, I feel angry right now, I feel this. the capacity for that um I think it's cultivating our own capacity for that, and then in doing so. We train others how to respect that. When we don't say it out loud, like the supermarket, you know, the putting it in the trolley and being resentful, we train people that, okay, if you nag enough, I'll give it to you and I'll feel resentful and then I'll probably, you know, um, the backlash will be that I'll be cranky with you for the rest of the night but then the following day I'll forget about it. Or, you know, or actually this is my clarity. And I I think, you know, we're always training each other. So... um, and I think that's well, it, I think really, there's the, a the phrase that I, I would chuck in there, is people mm. treat you the way you allow them to
1: treat you. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I think that that is the same, both in and out of the bedroom. And that, that yeah. intimate... Uh, my belief is that all of us, both male and f- female, ultimately want that deep connection with somebody. mm and that somebody yeah. could be ourselves, that somebody could be the divine, grace, God, mm. whatever, or it could be, and it could be another.
2: Yeah. And Hardly.
1: I think to have to have that level of connection, you've got to be able to be truthful and speak mm. your truth at that moment and and trust yourself because I, I just think if that person, if you're being open and honest with that person, and I, I, you know, I, over the last few years, and I don't know you know this, Lisa, that, I've had some some pretty pretty interesting stuff go on in my life, mm. and I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned all my life I've I've wanted girlfriends like a, you know a handful of really mm. good girlfriends that
2: mm. when
1: when the proverbial does hit the fan
2: yeah
1: that I can be able to say this is how I feel and I feel so mm. vulnerable to this and, da, da, da. and I've I've not never had that up until I would say the last eighteen months yeah and. I believe now, whereas before it was like, oh, it's because I'm a bad person and I'm no good and I didn't mm-hmm. believe in myself and I lacked confidence and da da da. I believe that's now because I am prepared to have those boundaries, yes. speak the truth, yeah, but not in a in in a, a way to make the other person wrong. This is just what's going on and mm. where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um. I and it's taken the con- level of connection, mm. um, a whole new place and. At the moment, I'm single, but I I tell you what I'm experiencing with my female friends is that is what I want in my next partner, and and, yeah. and, and I'm actually not prepared to settle for anything less, yeah.
2: because oh, to nice. me,
1: that, that's, that's, that's strong, that's really, mm. that's that's a boundary that I'm putting in place for myself, that's how I feel at the moment, because I've experienced it,
2: mm. I
1: have a deep connection with myself now, and it's just such a wonderful connection with 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 my friends that mm. so I, I want that in my partner too.
0: yeah Now listen what I'm going to do I'm going to invite everybody to press star 2 so press star 2 on your dial pad if you're on the web call or on your phone if you're on the phone Star to to raise your hand to either ask a question or to share a realization that you've had You know, if you've had a realization, even if you don't have a question, but if you've realized something for yourself, say it out loud and share it because that's the next step to dropping it into the body. That's the next step Mm -hmm. to not just having it be a realization and something you feel strongly about. It's the next step to drop it into the body. So uh, before we go into the next piece, I just want to invite you all to press star 2 to raise your hand. Um, It comes up for me in the order that you raise your hand, so be quick with that. and what I do want to just explore with Jules while you're all raising your hand is um, power practices to let go of comparison and trust yourself once and for all. I think I think this is really important because how do we how do we practice letting go of this comparison? And I know there's a practice um that I would love to share, um, that I use and that I um um give to my women clients. Um what I wanna know first from you, Jules, is if what for you would be a power practice, um something that you do either in the moment or to cultivate an ongoing sense of self trust. What what would you suggest?
1: So so one of the things that's become one of my revelations of this conversation is how um whilst we are both looking at, at, at embodiment you're far more strongly on the embodiment side and I'm, I I I look at the psychology um mind side a lot more mm. and so the, the the practice for me is about in any moment if I'm not feeling trusting or if I'm not feeling confident mm-hmm. within myself is actually to ask myself, how am I distrusting myself right now? Or how am yeah. I selfing myself right now? And explore that without looking to make it wrong, without judgment. Just just notice it. Mm-hmm. And when I see that I feel uncomfortable because I'm telling myself that I'm fat and ugly and he won't like my body anyway, mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, I am going to feel uncomfortable. and And then I will then ask myself, okay... Does that thought not my thoughts does that thought yes. help or hinder me trusting myself nice does does that thought help or hinder me trusting myself
2: mm.
1: and in that moment i i i either I get a sensation of actually a, 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 a kind of like a release of oh gosh that's really hindering me or yeah
2: it,
1: it, I can feel the tension of, of of where my my thought processes might want to hold on to that mm. belief and kind of like and then I can
0: explore that a little bit deeper so that's
1: that's kind mm, of I, where I that. Go with that with that with that really
0: no I love that I, yeah I love that I think for me um you know. When I, I mean, I talk about the the big she, you know, like the the divine feminine, however you want to describe her. I mean, I I do intrinsically believe, and again, it's just my opinion, and we all need to have our own opinion. So, <laughs> um, you know, I'm aware of that. Ask me in ten years, and it might be a different power practice. But um, right now, I mean, I I really feel intrinsically that there is a um there is a big she that that kind of, that lives and breathes me that that is within me and with me that is far beyond me and that i am it's like the ocean and i'm this drop and i really find that when i just stand or sit for a moment and i feel my feet on the ground and i raise my awareness up my legs into my belly through my Uh, my chest, my throat, my head. So I kind of feel the earth beneath me and feel really rooted into the earth and I feel this expanse above my crown and my sternum lifted. And just for a moment, I, I, I make contact with, or maybe I imagine, you know, depends on how you feel it, this presence of she, this presence of divine feminine, and there are so many different forms that we could associate with, right? There's, in every tradition, there is a there is a, an expression. I mean, she comes under so many names. But I kind of feel like she's right behind me, pressing her belly into me. Mm. And I imagine her heart beating in mine. So I feel my own heartbeat and I feel it as hers and then... Pretty soon, it's her heart beating, my heart beating as as one. And then I drop down into my belly and I feel, oh, what would it feel like if her breath were breathing in my belly and I feel her breath in my belly and then I feel my breath in my belly and there's like this merging and same with my feet. What if my feet are her feet and our feet and fingers and toes and there's something that happens when I make contact with that way of being that I in that moment it's not even possible to not trust myself it's not even possible to compare myself it's not even possible to not feel confident because there is uh, an embodiment of being that is unquestionably trustable if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah Absolutely and so that yes. that for me is my power practice, that's, that's what I do when I step into something or I you know, before I do anything before I sit on this call or you know, there's just something that's just contacting that which is both with me and within me and far mm. greater than I am And it's such a freaking mystery that it's impossible (laughs) for my head to even try to cognize it. So it gets a bit pointless and I just be with it and from that place speak and from that place act and from that place intend. Mm. So, And I love, what I love about what you shared with your practice is sometimes you can't drop into that before you've had the dialogue in your head of... (laughs) exactly the dialogue that you described because it's the mind is either being a servant or it's you know running away with the horse and cart and it's to stop the horse and cart for a moment have that dialogue and say hang on i get that this is a thought i'm not that thought because i'm aware of it so therefore hmm what's really going on here is that serving me is it not and you know the questions that you ask, so I love that. Thank you. I think they work very well together. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. So I can see these women on the line, and no one's put their hand up yet. So I don't. I'm not going to open the lines the and just call on anyone, but I am going to say, be brave. Press star two, and and even if it's just sharing one word, that is um, an expression of. How you feel about this conversation around confidence or a realization that you've had? This is the reason I say press star two is not just because we want someone to speak. Because as you can tell, we're quite happy just speaking amongst ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we we do we it every two for hours. Uh, <laughs> that's right, we do it every two weeks at least, anyway. But I am inviting you to press star two because there's something around. Putting your hand up and saying I'm here. There's something around saying I feel nervous about being seen or my voice being heard, but I'm going to anyway. And here I am, and here's my
1: remembering as well that the the gift that you can give other people when you do. It's so fun. It's one of the things that I had never realised until I started doing this work. The power of somebody putting their hand up in a group and just saying. This was my experience, or this yeah. is my question, or I feel X. It, yep. you, you can see it as a facilitator at the front of the room, you yes. can just see and feel the the, the connection, and it's it's a phenomenal,
0: a phenomenal yeah. practice to do. Putting yourself, just put your hand up. It really is. Yeah. There's so many. There's so often where I'll have another woman say, Oh my God, you know, when that woman asked that question, or they said that that yeah. really opened, that was that was exactly what I needed to hear and I think that's really important to trust as well, that whatever you share anonymously or with your name, uh, either way is fine um, really does matter, it really mm. does matter to the other women on the call, so um, I'm going to refresh the lines one more time to see if there are any hands up if there's not, I think what I'm going to do, because I always have this, oh what if it's what if technology is being glitchy and someone's got their hand up and, it, and I can't see it? So I'm going to give you all one more chance. I'm going to refresh the lines to press star two. And if no one has, I'm just going to open all the lines for a moment. Hopefully there's no, no loads of noise anywhere. But I just want to open the lines for a moment and just see, um, make sure that uh, that we're not missing anyone who who wants to have their hand up so refreshing it for the last time and now i'm going to open all the lines and this is your if you have a question just speak up and say hello so i'm just opening the lines now if you have a question say hello the lines are open or you want to share something and it's dead silent (laughs)
1: Well, least, no my my stop
0: phrases that okay. we we just done them into silence. That's fine. they Maybe exactly. That's okay. So yeah, the it filter through. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last chance. Do you want to say hello? No. 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 All right. Going. Going. Gone. All right. Beautiful. Then I'm going to mute the lines. So what I do want to say for those of you who are still on the line. Um, You are very welcome to join us for a further conversation around confidence or anything else uh, in the Facebook group. We have a a closed group that is a Soul Satisfaction for Women, uh, Virtual Women's Circle. And you can find us at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash soul satisfaction for women with Lisa Page. So that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash soul satisfaction for women with lisa page just click on the link and ask to join the group i'll add you in and you're very welcome to ask questions there as well and jules is in that group so i know that she would be very happy to answer any questions you have as well so um yeah so jules thank you so much for
2: being here
0: and it's been a beautiful conversation as always (laughs) i've loved it loved it yeah, and if you want more information about Jules, go to juleswyman.com. Uh this episode will go up um on my website, soulsatisfactionforwomen.com in the next few days and I'll have a link to Jules uh Jules's site as well. Um and if you've got any questions or anything to share from the call as always, email me lisa at soulsatisfactionforwomen.com all emails come to me personally I have my assistant look after other stuff but not emails because I really like to hold that um, that sacred safe container for whatever it is that you want to share so um, sending you the listener so much love and thank you for being here and to Jules thank you so much for for being here and for sharing your uh, embodied wisdom and um I really look forward to um, speaking with you outside the radio show really soon
1: <laughs> and um, and
0: really want to thank you again.
1: Thanks, Lisa.
0: Okay, everyone from us, it's uh, bye for now. You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching and free products please visit www.soulsatisfactionforwomen.com.